0: All right, let's have some fun with Riemann sums. Find the exact area bounded by the curves y equals x cubed, y equals zero, x equals zero, and x equals two. So often it's helpful to have a picture, right? So y equals x cubed, what does that look like? A cubic function has what I call scarecrow arms, and it comes up from left up to the right, Because when x is positive, so is y. And the um, y equals 0 is another name for what? That's the x-axis, right? And x equals 0 is another name for the y-axis. And x equals 2 is that vertical line. And I'm going to exaggerate this all the way over here, 2. And here's 0. And so the region I'm looking at is between the origin and the line x equals 2, the line y equals 0, and the graph f of x, or y, I'm going to say f of x, equals x cubed. So I have this function, f of x equals x cubed. I want the area under it exactly. Now I'm going from 0 to 2. If I want to draw a representative rectangle in here, I could call that c sub k. And I have my little rectangle here. And I have to decide um, if I'm going to use left endpoints, right endpoints, or midpoints, or somewhere else. Now, I'm going to suggest to you that you use right endpoints. Having thought this out a little bit and looking at what the notation is like, I think using right endpoints is gonna be a little better for us, especially this first time out. So, using right endpoints, that means I'm gonna use two. And look, I knew I would get in the way here. I'm gonna use two to make my last rectangle. And that means the height of that last rectangle is That's right, f of 2, which is 2 cubed, or 8. So we'll watch for that 8 showing up to see if we did the notation correctly. Now for the first rectangle, I'm going to use the right endpoint as well. And that means uh, it's not going to be 0. Okay, the biggest mistake people make is they use zero for the first one and two for the last one. It's one or the other, right? You either use the left endpoint for all of them, and then, then the last rectangle would not be at two. It would be less than two, or you do the opposite. You use the right endpoint, and then your last rectangle is two, but your first one is not at zero. Now, what is C1? In order to answer that, what do we need, right? If we're using right endpoints, isn't C1 zero plus whatever your Delta X is and I didn't draw this correctly did I here's a right endpoint that's using a midpoint I don't know how many of you were worrying about this but technically if I'm using right endpoints my rectangle starts here and then goes like that so my right endpoint here is 0 plus whatever Delta X is 0 plus whatever delta x is, and so I need to know what delta x is. So let's go up to a clean board up here, and let's start with our delta x. Delta x, in general, is your right endpoint of the interval minus your left endpoint of the entire region over however many rectangles you have. Now we start by saying n rectangles, and we take the limit as n goes to infinity. So delta x is b minus a over n, which is 2 minus 0 over n, which is just 2 over n. So now let's list what the c's are. c1 is a right end point, remember. So if I, um, let's see where I want to do this. If I go over here just below where I say use right endpoints, my first value on the interval is 0. I'm going to use a right end point, so I'm going to use 0 plus 1 over sorry 2 over n so c1 is 0 plus 2 over n 0 plus delta x c2 is what if c1 was 1 plus 2 over n then just exaggerating this the next one over c2 is C1 plus another delta X, right? Isn't it C1 plus delta X? Let me write that up here. It's C1 plus another delta X. If I'm doing right endpoints, it's the previous endpoint plus delta X. Even with left endpoints, it's the previous endpoint plus delta X. So C1 is 2 over N plus another delta X, another 2 over N. So remember how I said watch the pattern? Don't just write the answer, 4 over and the, what you really want to think is I have two, two over n's. Because remember, our goal is to use Riemann sums to get an exact area. That's the only technique we have for getting exact area right now. So we need to have a way to represent c sub k, the kth term, so we can just write the sum of f of c of sub k of delta times delta x. So I need to know c sub k, the kth c term. So I'm watching for a pattern when when I'm at C1, it's 2 over N. C2 is 2 times 2 over N. So what do you think C3 should be? If you just say it's C2 plus another delta X, then you say, well, it's 2 times 2 over N plus another 2 over N. Or 2 over N plus 2 over N plus 2 over N. So how many is that? 3... 2 over n. So you can probably see why we have to do that practice writing sums using summation notation. So I have 1 times 2 over n, 2 times 2 over n, 3 times 2 over n, so I think I'm ready now to guess what c sub k is. If c3 is 3 times 2 over n and c2 is 2 times 2 over n, then what's the kth c value? Technically it's the one before plus 2 over n, but I'd rather say k times 2 over n or to make it a little easier to write 2K over n. That's going to be what I plug in to F. Because remember the objective, let me put this down here, is to have the sum of heights times widths. Heights are y values of the function given certain inputs widths are delta x's, and then I'm going to go from k equals 1 to n, and then I'm going to take the limit as n goes to infinity. So if I know what my objective is, and I have to get there from all I'm given is f of x is x cubed, a is 0, and b is 2. So I started by identifying delta x. Knowing delta x enables me to get my input c sub k, my x value. This is an x value. But in the Riemann sum, I need a height. So I need to take that x value and plug it into f and get an output based on c sub k, a function of c sub k. Now, if you want, you don't have to write this because it's not going to ultimately be used. But f of c1, just to think about the first one, is c1 plugged into f. And what does the f function do? f takes every input and cubes it, doesn't it? So, F of C1 is 2 over n cubed and F of C2 is 2 times 2 over n cubed 4 over n cubed and most importantly F of CK is what? You go and you find what you've written for CK. It's 2K over N. Then you're going to cube it. So the height at input CK, the height of the rectangle, is 2K over N quantity cubed. And that goes in your Riemann sum. And remember also delta X is just 2 over N. So I'm going to I'm going to make my new Riemann sum, actually this is the entire area, the limit of the Riemann sum. The area is the limit, as n goes to infinity, of 2k over n, quantity cubed, times delta x, delta x is 2 over n. Oops, I missed my sum. The sum as k equals 1 to n. So the sum as k goes from 1 to n of 2k over n cubed times 2 over n. This is f of ck. This is times delta x. So now I have to play around with this and see if I can figure out what this limit is, uh, limit of a sum. So let's go to a nice open space here. Limit as n goes to infinity. First of all, I'm going to cube 2. This is all multiplied, sorry about that. 2k over n, I'm going to cube it. So I have 2 cubed k cubed over n cubed times 2 over n. So I'm going to cube 2, I'm going to cube k, I'm going to cube n, I'm going to multiply by 2 over n. Any constants can go out front, and uh, I can go from there. So I'll just do the 2 cubed k cubed n cubed, multiply by 2 over n. So hopefully, this looks this follows what you have in your notes. Then any constants, I can first multiply together. And also the n and the n cubed, the, the common, common factors, I can multiply. Well, actually, they're like terms. But they're multiplying, so I'm not sure what to call them. Like factors, the n times the n cubed, and the 2 times the 8. 16. 16 can come out front. And then I have k equals 1 to n, k cubed over n to the 4th. In the sum, you might be concerned that you have a k cubed and k equals 1 to n, and you also have an n to the 4th. In the sum, k is the only variable, isn't it? So 1 over n to the 4th, I can actually bring out as well. The place where n is going to come into play, you might see, is here with the limit. So I'm going to bring out the six the n over, sorry, I'm going to bring out the one over n to the fourth and put it under the 16th. So I have 16 over n to the fourth, k equals 1 to n, k cubed. Now all of a sudden I've got something I can work with. We have a sum, a formula for the sum of k cubed when k goes from 1 to n. That is n times, sorry, k cubed is n squared times n plus 1 squared over 4. So if I put that in there, I have the limit as n goes to infinity, 16 over n to the 4th times n squared times n plus 1 squared all over 4. So I've replaced the sum of k equals 1 to n of k cubed with n squared times n plus 1 squared over 4. That's going to multiply by 16 over n to the fourth, and then I'm going to take that limit as n goes to infinity. So now things might be looking a little easier to work with. The 4 can go into the 16 four times. And by the way, I have 4 over n to the fourth times. What's this right here? It's n squared times, I square out that n plus 1, and I get n squared times n squared plus 2n plus 1, all over 1 technically, but I don't need it anymore. And when you take the limit as n goes to infinity of one bunch of terms over another, all that really matters are our dominant terms, right? 4 times n squared times n squared because this is going to be 2n cubed, the n squared times the 2n, and the n squared times 1 is going to be n squared. So the most dominant term on the top is going to be the n to the fourth times 4. So this limit is equivalent to the limit as n goes to infinity, 4n to the fourth over n to the fourth. Because I have equal powers, the n to the fourths cancel, and the limit as n goes to infinity of a constant 4 is just 4 back again and I can tell you knowing some secrets from the next section that it is true that the area under the curve between 0 and 2 of the function f of x equals x cubed is absolutely equal to 4 now we're gonna do this again because there's a lot of notation and um, hopefully after you see it again um, you'll get more comfortable with the steps involved but um, You hopefully could follow this and just see that a lot of it is notation and keeping track of things and the rest is things that you already know.